Good morning. Welcome to the Energy Works Radio Show. I'm Tanya Ormsby, and today's topic is what's eating you. So I think a lot of us have um, addictions. There can be addictions to uh, food, addictions to shopping, addictions to um, sex, power, control, uh, you know, smoking, drinking, drugs, pot, whatever, you know, we all have some sort of addiction. So it's interesting to to see, um, you know, what's behind this. So I was looking in, um, there's a little book called Feelings Buried Alive, Never Die, and mine's a little bit worse for wear, but in, when I looked up addictions, these are some of the things that um, Carol Truman suggested could be behind. So uh, one of them is distorted memory in the DNA, um, unable to think rationally, unable to perceive clearly and correctly, uh, disapproval of self or running from self, uh, feelings of rejection, uh, feelings of despair, feeling of void in the soul and wanting to avoid feeling. So if we um, muscle test which of these uh, apply in, in our case today, it's unable to perceive clearly and correctly. These perceptions uh, can start when we were little kids. Like sometimes um, a mum can say something to us and we perceive it wrongly or, you know, when she gets angry about something, we think that it's our fault or it's our problem and we feel like it's our responsibility to make our mum or dad happy. So let's clear some energy around this. I'm just going to light this down here. All right, so let's just test a couple of things here. So... Um, I easily perceive as strong. I easily perceive correctly as weak. So this involves somebody's timeline. Age 15, 23, 28, 35, 40, 47, 56. Now all these ages may not be the one person. It can be many different people. And whatever we clear now clears not just for now, but whoever listens to it in the future and whoever... Well, whenever you listen to it, the energy is still clear because energy is not limited by space and time as we are. So something else behind this perception problem is dad stuff. So there's some stuck feelings. So the feeling of being confused, and, and that would make sense, isn't it? Sometimes we're unsure about our own feelings or we're unsure how to react to other feel, people's feelings. Or often in families it happens that you can tell that somebody is upset but you, they say, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. But you know darn well that they're not fine at all. So then you, um, it's hard to read what they say. And, you know, we can see and feel that their energy and what they're saying is not matching at all. So that makes it really hard. So there's other stuck emotions here. The feeling of being overlooked. And, you know, for some people, the feeling of being overlooked brings up um, the feeling of wanting to rebel. And, uh, you know, if we can't get good in it, um, good attention, then we're going to try and get bad attention or any attention is going to help us to be able to achieve what we want to achieve. And then the feeling of being obnoxious. So we, we become obnoxious because we're not being noticed when we're doing good things. And so we do these things almost to irritate so that people have to notice us. And, you know, that would make sense too with, um, you know, the... The, the naughty things that we do, 
that we um, we really are trying to get attention, that we want someone to notice that we're not happy or that we're not safe or we're not fine. Okay, so I'm going into the second chakra now. So the second chakra is around your, like just under your belly button, around your back, and it can represent like sex, money, power, and, and how to balance all those things. So I'm just going to look up some affirmations to do with the chakra. And we'll also plug in the oil jasmine. Um, let me just see if we need affirmation for that too. So jasmine's the oil of sensorial pleasure. So sometimes, um, you know, we have our addiction too because of the pleasure that it gives us in our bodies. So an affirmation to go along with the jasmine is I enjoy living every day and see the funny side of anything. And I think that's so important when, you know, when we're having a bad time, uh, if we can sort of step out of ourselves and, and have a look at what's happening and, um, you know, and be able to see who we really are and what's really happening, then then we can really laugh at ourselves and we can laugh at the situation and we can laugh at our own reaction because, it, you know, it's almost like we can see ourselves winding up and, you know, getting all worked up about, um, you know, what what's happening. And um, if... If we're able to take that step out, it makes such a difference to our ability to be able to look at the situation with a little bit more, um, I don't know what the right word is, but, you know, to see it more clearly. Because often when we get caught up in the heat of the moment and we're really distressed and we're just angry at whoever's telling us off or whoever, you know, is offending us, we, we're so heated up in the moment that we can't be logical. A little bit more in the second chakra. I'm aligned with God's plan for me. Now, if you're not a God person, then you can say I'm aligned with the universe's plan for me. And often, you know, what is our plan? Have we made a plan and what do we really want to achieve? Because I think having a plan is one of the most important things. If we know, you know, what we want and what we intend and what's really within our heart to help us achieve. And I, I truly believe each of us have gifts that only we have and that only we can use. And we... Uh, often compare ourselves to other people and we only appreciate their gifts and not our own. So the more that we can appreciate gifts um, and the gifts that we have and the more that we can actually work towards what we really feel we want in our heart, the more the addictions fade to the side because we're so engrossed in what we want to do that we don't we don't need to have our addictions. We, we're too busy for our addictions. So I, I think the more that we have a problem with you know eating or whatever our addiction is, the more that we know we're not on purpose, we're not doing what we really want and we're not engaged in the good cause. And the good cause is what's within our hearts. And that's enough. All right. I have the power to choose in any situation. And we really do have the power to choose, you know. All right. Healing occurs every time I rest, relax and allow myself enjoyment. There's nothing inferior about me. I'm able to enjoy all emotions and give them room for expression. Now we're going to go into the seventh chakra. So the seventh chakra is about being connected to God or the universe. And I think this is really important for us because each of us are here to learn and grow and we need our body to learn and grow. We need to have that, those weaknesses and those, um, you know, feelings. Otherwise it's all just theory, you know, in, in our spirit would have got what we had to do here in life. And, you know, it would be easy to understand and easy to comprehend how we have to make these right choices and, you know, what we need to accomplish in our purpose. 
And I really believe that we chose our families for the weaknesses that they have and the things that we need to overcome through through those weaknesses. And, uh, you know, in theory, it's all very good. But I think it's like going to uni or going somewhere and when you actually get in the throes of it, it's really difficult because we, we um, don't... We don't, you know, we forget that, you know, when you're hungry or tired that you're a bit more cranky and you don't have as much willpower or you're not as loving towards yourself. So all those things come into play when we are, um, when our addictions are involved. So just testing now. So, so dyslexia can be involved here with the seventh chakra. Nothing. All right. So dyslexia, I think, is not seeing things exactly as they are. You know, our, our eyes or our mind um, distort things. And I think that's very true for a lot of us in, in aspects of our lives. It may not be with our reading or our learning, our, like our book learning, but it may be with how we see ourselves. Because I know, if I apply it to myself, um, for me, the sad tune in my head is often, oh, you're a failure, you haven't done this, you haven't done that, you know, look what's happened in your family. And and I would see those things and take them personally as my failure. But really, it is a type of dyslexia because I'm not seeing who I really am and how I'm supposed to be. And so I think when we don't see our worth and we don't see who we are, that's when the addictions come in because we kind of want to make ourselves feel happy and so we use whatever our addiction is to give us a dopamine hit to make ourselves feel a bit better and so you know we've got to listen to what our story is and work out you know what's the base of our story now doing energy work is often an easy way to find the base of the story and you you can go in and ask uh, you know well what year was it or is it a generational problem or you know what is it that's behind this addiction and sometimes it's um, it's a very um, deep weed and it has many little subroots to it and you know some of them are generational some of them are, are um, you know things that have happened in our lifetime and some of them are just things that are stuck in our body or in our you know cells or in our genes or in in our energy field and so it's like helping to sort out and clear out what is hiding in there is so important so there are other techniques, though. You know, we've talked before about, um, you know, seeing yourself in an airplane flying above your life. And if you ask your, you know, your mind to take you, well, when was the original event that this wrong thinking started? Often you'll see, uh, you know, an episode in your childhood or, you know, in your earlier times where, you know, some painful thing happened and that we, we, we learnt the wrong conclusion or we, we took the wrong conclusion. Um, so, you know, the classic guy would say is like, you know, little boy says, Daddy, can you not go to work today? And Dad's like, oh, I've got to go to work, you know. And um, he, the the little boy assumes then that, you know, Daddy's work is more important than him. And often these people will become workaholics because they felt that work was more important than them. And so this is when we learn to sort of shut down our body and not listen to our needs and not feel that our needs are important or necessary to um, to living a good life. So we, you know, we do things that are bad for our body and we do things that are bad for our spirit and bad for our relationships because we don't feel important. So it's highly important that we... Um, we see who we are and we see, you know, our own worth. All right, so let's just do some clearing 
about, let's just say, um, I, I no longer fail to see who I am. That's strong. I no longer fail to see my purpose. So that doesn't hold. So there's a generational problem behind this one. On Dad's side, Dad's dad, grumpy, feeling being grumpy. So forgiveness is a um, a powerful thing, you know. If we feel, if we can forgive ourselves for our feelings, because our feelings are really our compass, and so we get angry that the compass is talking to us, and that's a timeline thing, age sixteen, and the feeling of offended, of being offended. And so, you know, we need to forgive ourselves for feeling offended because it is a choice. You know, if we know someone that has bad behaviour and they want to try and offend us or they inadvertently offend us, we can choose to be offended and go down that whole road or we can say, yes, that was an offensive thing you did, but, you know, oh, well, I'm just going to put that in the bin. And then that's the end of it. So the feeling of being exploited too. So when someone does bad behaviour to us, we can choose not to be offended, but we also can choose not to keep ourselves um, within the space where we're going to be re- re-attacked, so or being used, or you know, allowing other people to take advantage of what we're doing. So uh, I think it's important to uh, you know have a great belief in yourself and your own words. So if I say I easily believe in myself, it's like no. Alright, so this is birth, so timeline also, age 15, 61, and there's more stuck feelings, being competitive. So let's put in there, I no longer need to, to compete to feel good about myself. Now, that's not saying that competition is a bad thing, sometimes competition is a really good thing, and it's um, important for us to um, understand that... Um, if, if competition, we can use it in the way to, you know, strive a bit better, work a bit harder, you know, push ourselves a bit further. Well, then that's a great thing and it accomplishes a lot. Uh, there's a little bit deeper route to that. Something in the timeline again, age six. And again, a stuck feeling. So just testing that. Again, the feeling of being overlooked. So let's put in there the affirmation, um, I easily receive healthy attention. I love myself unconditionally. I love myself as I am now. Uh, I love treating my body in a healthy way. That's strong. I love treating my body in a loving way. That's not so strong. Let's have a look here. And we're still working in the seventh chakra. All right. I'm in harmony with the universe. Now, this has got a generational problem to it as well. Dad's side. Dad's mum. And another stuck emotion, uh, the feeling of being knocked out. And some experiences in life do that to us, don't they? Like some experiences are so hard and so difficult to get through that we do feel knocked out and we feel like, you know, we're just to the floor, steamrolled. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's it's a thing that has to happen. Like, uh, I can't remember who quoted this, so sorry to whoever it was, but... Um, the perfect storm is what has to happen sometimes. You know, all the things go wrong at once and, you know, we're just so pushed to the limit that we don't know what we're going to do. And, um, you know, when that happens, we, you know, we feel bad about ourselves. But sometimes we need to sort of break down who we were. Um, 
shed a skin or, you know, have a new shell. And it's like we have to leave the old shell behind. And that's, sometimes that's painful. Sometimes that's hard. And we, you know, we're hanging on to who we were because that's all we knew. But really, there is greater gifts within us and there's greater things that we can do in the world. And we need to unleash that. So then there's also a nervous feeling stuck in there as well. And yes, of course, everything we do is, you know, going to um, make us feel nervous. Um, there's a book uh, someone lent me. It's called um, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Now, I haven't read it all, but some of the, um, you know, the truths that she has in here, um, uh, you know, like number one, the the fear will never go away as long as I continue to grow. That's true. The only way to get rid of the fear of doing something is just to go out and do it. Well, that's true too, isn't it? The only way to feel better about myself is to go out and do it. Uh, not only am I going to experience fear whenever I'm on unfamiliar territory, but so is everyone else. Um, and pushing through fear is less frightening than living with the underlying fear that comes from a feeling of helplessness. So, you know, we, we always assume that everyone else can do it easily. But it's not true. Everyone else has that same fear. They might cover it up better than we do. But everyone else has fear and everyone else has this belief or difficulty, you know, that, you know, things are um, easy for everyone else and, you know, they can do it and I can't and I'm not good enough. But really that's the whole story that we tell ourselves. We are as equipped and as equal to other people. And even though we feel the fear, it's, it's a good thing. Often the fear is knowing that we're actually on purpose and it's almost like a nervous excitement of what we need to do. Uh, you know, it's not a signal that we need to quit and think that that's not okay. All right, so let's put in there, I, I easily find my purpose. I'm true to my purpose. My purpose has great value. And my purpose is of the worth to the world. It's safe to fulfill my purpose. Okay. Now, going into the sixth chakra, so the sixth chakra is about your intuition. It's around this part of your head here, around your eyes and your ears. So I trust God, universe, that all outcomes in my life are for my highest good. So I would have to say that that for me too. I, I have um, seven children and we have six boys and one girl and we had, you know, five kids very close together and then we had a big gap. So um, when... Uh, the, the first lot were in their teenage years and early 20s. We went through quite a number of difficulties and disappointments and, um, you know, some of them did drugs and, you know, there were all sorts of issues that our family went through. And for me, that was really a trying time. Uh, I perceived it, well, I thought it was all about me, which I was wrong. And I also perceived them as offending me and also I perceived them as, um, you know, I guess failing to respect me or to hear me or to value what I taught them. And so, you know, I went through a very bad patch. I think I cried for a year. But I came through it and I understand now that I needed those children to do those things so that I could learn to love unconditionally. And I'm sure it must have been some sort of, pact that we had, you know, before we came to this earth, that they would help me to learn those things so that I could help other people. But it's a painful thing to go through and, you know, my self-worth really plummeted to the floor. I, I think as a mum, as a young mum, I was very strong and, you know, we went this way and, you know, my kids went to Montessori and I had home births and, you know, I didn't immunise my kids and I did all these things. 
not lightly. I really thought about it a lot and, uh, you know, stewed over it actually. But I did what I felt was the right thing to do. And, you know, and probably lots of people could criticize me and say I did it the wrong way. But I did what I felt was best at the time. But when all these things went wrong, I no longer felt good about myself and I began to doubt every decision that I'd ever made and every, you know, thing that I chose. I, oh, I went into this huge mound of doubt. It was like a big pit. And it took me a long time to climb out of that pit. But I think it was really important for me to actually go into that pit because I had to discard who I was and how I saw myself. So it's, um, an ongoing process to feel better about myself and to feel um, good about you know what I'm doing in life and to feel that what I'm doing is worthwhile and even you know like I do this radio show every um, Thursday morning or Thursday morning our time and you know I have to get up early in the morning and I don't always have enough sleep and you know sometimes I wonder why am I doing this and then, you know, all it takes is for someone to say, oh, you know, that really helped me. It sounded like it was for me. And I think, okay, what I'm doing is worthwhile. And I would like everyone to have that feeling within them that what they are doing and what they're trying to achieve is so worthwhile. And that, you know, that this purpose within them is just the most important purpose for them in this life. And, you know, not to feel that they should shove aside what they really want to do. And even though there will always be blocks and there will be difficulties and, you know, things always happen at the same time, it's important to um, feel that you can achieve all that you want to achieve. And, and even though you get knockbacks and knockdowns and all those things, just get up again and keep trying, you know. And if you're struggling, reach out. We have um, the Energy Works radio show Facebook group and there's lots of um, energy healers in there that love to help people. And so then you make a new community of people that support you. And, uh, you know, it's almost like we have to find our own tribe. So your tribe is waiting to hear what you have to say. They don't need to hear me. They need to hear you. All right. So something in the timeline affecting the sixth chakra. So we'll just clear that. All right. Now we're going into the aura. So the colors of the aura. So... Each person has different colours in their aura and I think the colours probably change too depending on our mood and what's happening. So gold aura. So often the gold aura people are artistic people who have great flair and ability and they love beauty and they love to have um, beautiful things around them and uh, they like to entertain and they may like to make things look nice and they're like very aesthetic. Um, but they like also being the centre of attention and they love to give generously of their time and their talents and their energy. And they're very good listeners and they often have a lot of friends and, and admirers that love their generosity. Um, they like things to look and feel amazing, even if it's not within their budget. So they have um, charm and charisma, but they don't like their flaws to be pointed out. And often they're very independent and proud, believing that they can do things without help. So I know I can be a bit like that sometimes too. So this has got a generational component to it too, on Dad's side, Dad's dad. So generational again, on Mum's side now, Mum's dad. So a group of men on these family trees. Okay, so now we're going into the third chakra. Now the third chakra is weakened by shame, embarrassment and self-consciousness. 
Um, again, generational. Dad's mum. Uh, I use my power with wisdom. All right, so there's still a little bit deeper stuff we need to get rid of. Timeline. Age 15. Age 41. Age 46. And there's some stuck feelings. Uh, the feeling of being bewildered. So still not to the deepest root. Age 11. Um, the feeling of being detached and overlooked. And I think that can happen too. We almost shut ourselves down from our purpose. You know, we don't want to feel it. We don't want to know it. And often that's where the addictions kick in as well because that blocks our feelings and it stops us from um, being connected to our purpose because we're just sort of honing into our body and not really listening to our spirit. All right. Uh, so let's uh, easily hear what my spirit says. I listen to my spirit's message through my body. There's a little bit deeper route to that one. Uh, timeline again, age 11. So let's check that. So I easily hear what my spirit says. That's nice and strong now. I listen to my spirit's message um, through my body. That's strong. Okay. So I easily choose the right things to put in my mouth. Um, I no longer let things eat me. Uh, I no longer eat when things eat me. Uh, I love each of my failures and see them as stepping stones. That's strong too. All right. So that's pretty much it for today. On that note, we'll end that and um, say goodbye. <laughs>